the meanest? Sure enough. And I the prettiest? Sure enough. And I the baddest mofo low down around this town? Sure enough. That's right, show enough. This is Tim. This is... You are Giant Strike Talk, powered by Online Big Blue LLC. Oh, we've had a fun couple days of hanging out at training camp. We're taking a break today. Um, it, it, we were out there again on Sunday. It's a good crowd. It's a good experience. I want to thank those loud listening to the VIP section uh, again yesterday. It was a lot of fun. Family really. It was a family day yesterday. Ended up at Mr. Beast Burgers in the mall, the big mall of America, or whatever the hell that mall is called, right outside the stadium. So uh, had the Chandler. Yeah, I'm a 12 year old. Um, but you know what? It, it's um, it, camp is in, camp is different. I, I go back to camp back into the seventies, man. I, and camp back in the seventies is was from day one, hard hitting, full pads, laying wood. It, it, it was just something totally different. And now with the new collective bargaining agreement, it's been going on for a couple of years now. You can't have your first padded practice till after your fifth practice, and then you have to have a rest day, and then you're allowed not allowed to have full contact uh, for an extended period of time. Blah 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 blah. Uh, I do think that um, that uh, that allows for more injuries to occur when you finally are able to hit someone, because I, I think if you're not conditioning your body, and this is coming from me as a former college player, if you're not conditioning your body to hit somebody, when the first time you do it, it's kind of a shock. You gotta, you gotta, gotta, you gotta kind of get it. Anyone that's played football at a competitive level will understand you gotta get that first hit out of the way. Cause you just gotta get it out of the way. You just gotta get it out of your mind. And then you get back into repetition. And I think it's interesting that I, I, I think in some regards with these, I call these, these to, to, to me, these practices are just kind of orchestrated ballets. No one's hitting anyone. No one's touching anything. You're supposed to, you know, you should look good in these practices. You should, because if you don't, there's a problem because of the fact that you are not doing anything. And the defense technically is not doing anything to truly stop you. It's like the pro bowl. It's like the NBA all-star game. There's nothing there, but it's fun to watch. It gets it gets you pumped up. It gets you excited. You get to see some guys that you know you can see have this amazing athletic ability, and that's kind of where I was going with uh, with Darren Waller. Uh, he's fun to watch. He's the thirty year olds, of course, came up on the Giants, six six, two hundred forty five pounds. He he's he's a fun guy to watch in practice. You could see that he's got this speed, that he has this ability, that that he can go out and catch the ball. We have a new sound effect for him. Jones to Walla, 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 first down. Of course, that's me doing my best, Bob Shepard. Um, but you know, he's fun to watch. You saw some athleticism. You saw some great catches. But again, it's it's you want to get excited. You want to get pumped up. You want to be thrilled about this. But. This isn't against competition. This this isn't against this isn't against what you're going to see during the the preseason. What you're going to see during the regular season. You hope this is a a a a image of what you are going to see. And I think with Waller, it's kind of the it's kind of for the Giants. It's kind of the evolution of the tight end position for Waller. You know, I go back to the day where the Giants tight end was Bob Tucker. I did a. Um, I did a video like two years ago where I ranked the greatest Giants tight ends. And Bob Tucker is one of those guys that only the old timers are going to remember. He, he was, he was a, he was a guy in the seventies. He was a quality guy. He was a good tight end on a good team. He played in a lot of bad giant teams. He'd be a great tight end, but he's kind of that forgotten tight end, but he had the athleticism. He had this toughness. He had his grit. And then you've seen the Giants go through the progressions of tight ends from Ballard to boss, you know, to Shockey to Bavaro. And 
I don't think outside of maybe Evan Ingram have we had a tight end that truly had athleticism. I remember when we drafted the tight end that we, that was the unicorn, Travis Beckham, who was going to be this this revolutionized position. And he didn't work out at all. But Waller at his size at 6'6", 245 pounds, and his ability to motor down the field and his ability to get open in the middle of the field is going to be something dangerous to watch for the Giants because it's going to open up that whole center of the field. And then it's also if the Giants are going to start, if, if teams are going to start collapsing towards the center of the field, you're going to have the outside open. And then if you have Waller streaking down the middle, you're going to have the you should have running lanes open in the middle of the field as well because you are going to have people converge. You're probably going to get maybe uh, you know you may have a linebacker and with some safety help when Waller goes down towards the middle. So you're going to limit the number of people that the, the opposing team opposing teams are going to be able to put in the box. And that's what Waller is hopefully going to do. Now. When you watch Waller, like I said, you could tell he, he is a step above everyone in the tight end room, that he is, that he is an athletic figure. Now, the only problem with Waller is this. He's, you're not going to get much. You are not going to get much out of Waller out of the blocking game. That's why you have Bellinger. That's why you're bringing in other guys. He's, he's not going to be this tour de force, <laughs> tour de France, inside the blocking, inside a blocking scheme. He is strictly going to be a tight end. He does, if you want, if you want to kind of have a cringeworthy moment, he's kind of an Evan Ingram, or Evan Ingram is kind of a Waller. Now, Waller's more of a physical specimen than Ingram, but they kind of both do the same thing. They're a quasi-slot outside receiver slash tight end built in a 6'6", 245-pound body, but they're not going to give you much in reference to his blocking skill set, because that's not what he was asked to do, especially with the Raiders. And he's probably not going to do this. He's not going to be asked to do really much of the same with the Giants. Now, the problem is the Giants may be a run-centric offense. So it's going to be, a, it's good, like we talked about the ballet before, it's going to be an interesting dance about how Kafka and Shane, excuse me, Shane, how Kafka and Dable really kind of move him around and see where they're going to put him and see how they're going to work him into the system and how they can limit some of his shortcomings. Cause you also don't want him to block and get hurt because this is a guy that's missed a bunch of games over two years. I know there's been this speculation, which I always thought was stupid that he got, he got traded by the Raiders because of the fact that he wasn't invited to the wedding. Well, it was actually reported this is going back. This is going back a couple of weeks ago. It was actually reported in Las Vegas, and I have friends that live in the Vegas area, and I have some that works in sports media in Vegas. It said that you know, basically said that Darren Waller was was traded vis a vis the Raiders because of the fact that Las Vegas was getting. This was a quote a quote from someone on the team getting tired of him missing games. Now Waller missed fourteen games in the last two seasons due to injury. Now, like I said, this this is this is coming for this is coming strictly from someone within. The sports media that works in that works around the Raiders. They, they basically said he's t- he's missed 14 games in two years, and they were tired of him missing injuries. And he had a, he had a large cap number. He had a large guaranteed cap number this year at 10 million. You know, and the Raiders are in the middle of a rebuild, so that's why they moved on from him. And it doesn't matter what Shane got him for. It doesn't matter because you know you should just be happy that Shane. You know, hopefully he fleeced the Raiders and got this guy that's gonna that's gonna be this 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 beyond beyond a standout beyond beyond a weapon for the Giants. Now, the only thing that worries me about, about this Waller situation is the fact that, like I said, he'll be, three, he'll be three years removed from 2020. He is going to be 30 years old. 
or he is 30 years old. So it's, it's interesting that we don't want to, you're not, I mean, I always love when people say, well, he's 30 years old. He's old. That's not really old. I'm old. 30 years old is old. I wish to be old at 30. I always tell people, you know, you at 30 years old, you got more in front of you than you do behind you. <laughs> at my age, you got more, in, you got less in front of you <laughs> than most people have. So, but it's interesting that he is going to have to, he, he is going to have to take care of himself going into the season and the giants. I'm not, I'm not saying the giants need to put him on a pitch count. I'm not saying that whatsoever. His birthday is, uh, so his birthday is September 31st. So he's going to be 31 years old this season and, and towards the beginning of the season. And I'm not saying the giants need to put him on a pitch count, but here's the thing with Waller. It kind of goes back to the final years of Odell Beckham with the giants. Odell Beckham was, was fantastic. And he, he was, he was probably one of the, you know, outside of someone like Homer Jones, who can, who just passed away, the inventor of the spike. Um, he was probably one of the most dynamic wide receivers the giants have ever had. If not the most dynamic wide receiver giants ever had, but the problem is that's what the giants had. So what they needed to do, they relied heavily on Odell Beckham. They were, they relied heavily Eli targeting Odell repeatedly and sometimes at nauseum and sometimes to the detriment of the team. So the hope is this, the hope that Daniel Jones does not lock on to, to Darren Waller and that he's able to spread the wealth around. I love it because uh, you read Twitter and, and Twitter is just such a cesspool. Anytime Daniel, everyone posts these great plays by Daniel Jones. Um, again, and again, it's, it's, it's the all shorts team. And I'm not saying Daniel Jones isn't going to perform admirably, but everyone posts these great, these great. I feel bad for Daniel Jones at times. I really do. Because he has this expectation from, from the Daniel Jones panty boys. And, and sometimes I wonder if it's an unrealistic expectation because you watch the kid and you see he has talent. You see he has ability. It's just the processing that he's got to get better at. And the problem is this. When he makes a great play, it's all over Twitter. This is why he's our quarterback. This is why he's doing this. This is why he's doing that. That's why he was a seventh-ranked deep ball passer. But they also forget to post any of the bad plays. And there's, I saw some on Sunday. And the same thing with Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor overthrew a wide receiver on Thursday. And people are like, see, this is why he couldn't beat Daniel Jones. And then I watched him drop a dime to Jalen Hyatt on Sunday. <laughs> But no one talk. No one talks about him throwing the ball. All, all they talk about is the Hyatt catch and the separation. There was a touchdown pass the other day that Daniel Jones threw that would have been an interception during the season. But it, you know, because of the fact that there's no contact, there's no rush. It was a touchdown. But again, that's why you got to feel bad for Daniel Jones. You really do, because of the fact that he's he's got this. He's got this. He has a segment of the fan base that has this Mount Rushmore mentality for him. In reference to giant quarterbacks, you know, and if you want to talk about the top five, you know, giant quarterbacks, you got to go, yeah, you got to go Charlie Conley. Well, if you want to go from top to bottom, you're going to, I would probably go Kerry Collins, Phil Sims, YA Tittle, Charlie Conley, and Eli Manning. And they have this Mount Rushmore mentality for this kid. And, and the problem is this, if anything happens, that's good. You know, it's all, it's all him. If anyone, if anything goes wrong, it's everyone else's fault. So he can't win either way, Daniel Jones. He can't win either way. And then you got the people on Twitter that are like, "Well, if he throws for all these yards and all those haters, you just need to shut up and sit down and be quiet." 
<laughs> really? And I said it before. That's what's wrong with the giant fan base. I, I, I've talked about it in, ad nauseum. I was there for uh, the 83 season, which was the Sims-Bruner debate. Sims was the first-round draft choice. Had played well at times, except that he lost a, uh, due to injury. Bruner had taken the Giants to the playoffs in 81 and, uh, and, and won a playoff game, even though they lost in, with the 49ers. It was two years removed. And you had two separate camps between Sims and Bruner. And I loved it because you either loved Bruner or hated Sims or vice versa. And, and the, it was a huge debate. It really was. It was always in the papers and you, fans argued about it. But on Sunday, we all became giant fans again. And it didn't matter who the quarterback was. So for the idiots online that are sitting there and telling you, well, if Daniel Jones plays well and you were a hater, I don't want to hear apologies. I don't want to hear you say anything. I just want you to sit down and be quiet. And you know what I got to say to you? Fuck you! <laughs> I can say whatever the hell I want. So shut up. But going back to Waller, like I said, I think it's going to be, he, the Giants are going to have to, you know, it's, it's a, uh, what is it? It's an ounce, it's an ounce, uh, it's a, what is it? A pound? I forget what the, I forget what the saying was, but the Giants just need to be careful. They need not to make him so much a vocal, a focal point of the offense that at 31, it, since he's missed 14 games in two years, if he does go down, it's to the detriment of the team. And so it's going to, like I said, Shane is going to, and I, I, I'm not Shane, Dable's going to have that dance. He's going to have that. And I, I trust, I trust, I trust Dable, you know, explicitly. I don't trust Kafka explicitly because I love it when people are like, Kafka's such a great offensive coordinator, even though by week eight, they wanted Shane, to, I see, excuse me, they wanted Dable to call the plays. <laughs> but that's okay. Um, but I have faith. I have faith in the offensive staff. I have faith in the head coach. They are going to put this in a positional way that the Walla Walla Waller is going to excel. He's going to succeed. He's going to make the Giants better. And at the end of the day, that's what this is all about. It's about making the Giant offense better. It's about making the players around him better. It's about making Daniel Jones better. It's about making Saquon Barkley better. It's about making everyone have the ability to succeed. And I think the Walla Walla Waller can Jones to Walla 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 first down. I think I, I think the Giants can accomplish that. Uh, we're going to be back out of camp later. We'll be hopefully. I think we're going to try to get out there for the padded practice if, if that is uh, one of the dates. I don't even know if it's one of the dates, but we got a whole bunch of tickets. So um, we missed a live stream on Sunday because I was out, out at camp with the family. So maybe we'll do a live stream on Monday or Tuesday night. Lord only knows. And again, this is Tim. This is New York Giants Straight Talk. Don't forget to like. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to ring that bell because you want to know why? Well, that'd be awesome.